welcome to Alpha Podflight, where every episode a guest joins me to talk about a single issue of the comic Alpha Flight. My name's Gareth A. Hopkins, and this time I'm joined by James Plum. James, could you introduce yourself to any listeners who have not heard your dulcet tones before? Wow, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, hi. As Gareth said, I'm James Plum. Uh, I'm writer-director of Mad Science Films, um, and we churn out uh, features, shorts, and also a weekly vlog. I think that's what people call it. So, yeah, yeah that's us. Fantastic. Well, thank you for coming on. Uh, this episode, we... I Gareth, what, say, does the, what does the A stand for in Gareth A. Hawkins? Um, alternatively, hat and awesome. Ah, Depen- yeah, depending, I have yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not Alpha Flight, then. It, <laughs> it should be, actually. Gareth Alpha Flight. The trouble with Alpha uh, is that you sort of get into that weird um, misogynistic uh, man zone where men are split into Alphas and Betas, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, um, are you I saying you don't belong Gareth, in the Alpha zone? I won't be Gareth Alpha Hopkins, because no, okay. I, I just want to not have to worry about that. Okay. Um, so yeah, this week, not this week, this episode, we are talking about Alpha Flight 106, um, which came out in March 1992, which should become apparent as we go through it. Um, it was written by Scott Lobdell, uh, with marks by Mark Pacella, inks by Ugh. Dan Panosian, letters yeah. by Janice Chang, colours by Bob Sharon. Edited by Bobby Chase, and Tom DeFalco was the editor-in-chief. Um, right. James, could you give a brief synopsis of what happens in this comic? Oh, God. Um, I was going to cheat, so I had a look on, like, Comixology, which is where I downloaded it from. Yeah. Uh, and I was just going to read out what they say, but all all it has is North Star as you've never known him before. Yeah. Which is on the cover. So, do you want more than that? Uh, no, that's probably it. Um, thank you for joining <laughs> us on this episode of Alpha Pod Flight, and I uh, hope you join us again. Um, no, so what should be said uh, about this is that it is the issue where North Star comes out as gay. Um, officially. Sorry? Officially, yeah. Officially as gay, yeah. So, uh, he was gay from the very beginning. Uh, but this is the one where he comes out. Um, and when it came out, it was it was a big event comic. Um, certain stores in in the US uh, had problems getting enough copies. Uh, it was one of those sort of instant collector's items, which is now essentially valueless. Um, I, <laughs> I got mine for a, for a pound from a Facebook group. So yeah, but that's we'll we'll come back to that sort of stuff. Uh, Jay, if you just lead us through what happens. Okay, yeah. Okay, so there is a, a character called Major Maple Leaf, um, who apparently fought alongside Captain America and the other invaders. Um, but we've never seen him before, and I think we'll only ever see him once again, well, referred to once again later on. Uh, but we're introduced to him wearing a very sexy orange bathrobe. Uh, and when we join up with him later on as well, he's he shed the the bathrobe as well. So you know, something for everyone there. He's he's a proper silver fox. Um, yeah, he's that, a superhero who dresses up like a mounty. Yes, he is super mounty. Yeah. Um, uh, also known by the Nazis, big with the Nazis, is the Great North. So yes. you know, something for everyone. Or uh, uh, the global press call him the Toronto Terminator. Was it? Or was it the Toronto Tornado? Uh, I've got Terminator. 
Oh yeah, you're right. My you're copy. right. Yeah. For some reason, no, no, no. You're absolutely right. I mean, that doesn't feel like World War Two, but yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so we we leave him uh, hugging a, a TV because yeah, um, and then we join what I think is meant to be Alpha Flight, but the art is so terrible it, it's hard to tell. Um, picking on what turns out to be Mr. Hyde. Um, so they, they have a big fight, and for some reason, uh, North Star finds a baby in a bin. Yep. Um, and again, it, I don't think the artist, was it Mark Pichella? Uh I'm going to pronounce it Pichella, but yeah. Pichella. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think he's ever seen a human baby before, but um, it's it's right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, North Star uh, runs away from the fight, takes the baby to a hospital because that's that's what you do when you find babies in in trash cans, kids. Yeah. Um, and then it turns out, da da da, the baby has AIDS. Uh, Gareth, did you want to drop in a sample of "Everyone Has AIDS" from Team America into this bit? Um, or is that uh, fun editing? That's much too much editing. <laughs> Anyway, so the yeah, the editing all... I've done on this podcast is during, during Martha's episode, and I edited out me telling off Bill for dancing around the room while I was recording. That's the only editing <laughs> I've ever done. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yes, everybody's very sad about AIDS baby, um, and then yeah, we join uh, Silver Fox, Major Major Maple Leaf. Uh, this time wearing even less. Yeah. Um, no, his, his, in, in that panel, his dressing gown is on the back of his chair, though. Yes, but so, he's not wearing it. I mean, no. really, that's that's the bit we're going to focus on. Uh, you made a big deal out of it earlier. I thought oh, I'd, I'd just carry it through. So right. we can at least get the dressing gown's character art out of the way. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Anyway, so he, he gets angry at the TV that he, he was previously hugging. Um, and then we cut back to the hospital and he, he breaks down a wall now dressed as uh, a very muscly bounty. Yeah. Um, and then looks like he's about to double fist pound a, a baby. Yes. Um, which seems slightly extreme, but what, what do I know? It was the nineties. I was only 12 when I this was comic 12 came out. When this came out. Yeah. Uh, so, so what, what do I know? Uh, anyway, then proceeds the probably the best seven-page brawl, <laughs> where two superheroes discuss uh, gender and sexual orientation politics. Yes. Um, and this this touched home. This reminded me a lot of Gareth when you and I were back in university and we would wrestle while discussing sexual and gender um, and orientation politics. Yeah. yeah when you yep. shoved when you shoved me under a bed and I was like, this is fine. This is fine. I am. I am confident in my sexuality. This is merely. Plat- this is how I platonically express my feelings towards you, Gareth. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. Anyway, they they uh, they talk it out over the course of seven pages. Uh, yeah. There's lots of tears and lots of hugging, which is which is great. Um, briefly, I mean, this is Alpha Flight's barely in this. No. Uh, we get a page of two straight white characters talking about things, which is fascinating. Yeah. And then Alpha Flight decides to come out, um, and we get a lovely front page cover of the, well, yeah, front page cover of the Daily Mail of all newspapers. Um, oh, yeah, just proclaiming, just... yeah, proclaiming Alpha Flight's North, Alpha Flight's North Star proclaims homosexuality, which is a remarkably toned down, 
uh, Daily Mail headline. Right? <laughs> um, and that, that's pretty much it. So, um, yeah. Yes. So, um, uh, yeah, it's a big issue in many ways. It's the first comic, it's the first mainstream superhero comic where uh, one of the characters is gay, uh, like they uh, explicitly gay. Um, and explicitly gay. Not expl- you know what I mean. <laughs> Don't try and turn this. Um, and flamingly um, homosexual. It's never really mentioned again until uh, much, much later on, where he gets married. Mm. Um, yeah. So there's a lot in this comic to talk about. I think. Yes. Yes. Um, Thank you for letting me join you on this journey. <laughs> it's all right. What I might do is um, do it again in uh, another time because I th- it's, in terms of it being a good or bad comic, it's definitely down the scale. <laughs> in, in terms of, sorry, I'm uh, sorry, Bill. What did you want? Okay, I'll make sure no flies go on your lunch. <laughs> Hi, Bill. He's gone. He's gone to get a drink. Um, okay. Yeah, um, but it's it has um, it means well, uh, but yeah. in such a cat-handed, aggressively manly way that yeah. it almost I'm fails. Kind of guessing the format of the show, like, you know, uh, having watched Bill and Martha's episodes, yeah. what I like about it, and I think the only good thing I could say about it is they mean well and they're trying hard. Really, really trying hard, yeah. Um, and, but that's also kind of its downfall. Um, I mean, sorry to, to, you know, kind of make very explicit the, the format of your show, Gara. But, no, that's uh, fine. Um, I've got it written down. Uh, what did you like? Uh, so you liked that bit. And... That, that, the, 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 yeah, the, the, what they're trying to do. But that's probably about it. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, Scott Lobdell. Uh, it's Scott Lobdell, isn't it? Yeah. The writer. He's obviously yeah. read Watchmen recently because Major Maple Leaf watching TV in his dressing gown, uh, and, um, looking at his old memories and, and reminiscing on his early days is, is pretty much straight out of Watchmen. Oh yeah. The comedian. That's yeah. The comedian. Yeah. I had yeah. not picked up on that. Ooh. Um, so I think you might be crediting Scott Lodbell with like way too much there though. Dude. Well, we're, we're now in the air, in the era of post Watchmen comics suddenly de- desperately trying to grow up. Um, yeah. And we're also in the area er, era. Sorry where we're post-Liefeld, where comics find it impossible not to be adolescent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a weird it's a weird setting for for this comic, for, for the issue that this comic's trying to address, is to make a Liefeld-style action comic and also a Watchmen-style grown-up comic. Uh, yeah. Um, it sort of uh, isn't great at both. In terms of the art, the art is... is Mostly, mostly not very good. Um, I hate I hate talking about other artists' work as unless I'm saying nice things. Because... Let me, let <laughs> okay. me. You go for it, Jim. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. I mean, I when I was into comic, when I first got into comics, it was while Jim Lee was like on the X Men um, yeah. and Rob Liefeld. Liefeld, yeah. 
Liefeld, Liefeld, yeah. One of the two. I'm going to go with Liefeld. Um, yeah, he was on X Force. Well, he he started on New Mutants and moved over to X Force. So yeah. that was kind of when I first got into comics. And then I wasn't even aware of them until they changed the artist. So like they went off and formed Image. Yeah. And we got all these terrible, terrible clones of them. And it was, yeah, people like, uh, Mark Pakella and Dan Panosian, uh, who's the inker on this issue, yeah. but also churned out as a penciler, churned out his own crap as well. Yeah. Um, and that's when I became, so thanks guys. That's when I became aware of, you know, artists in comics, uh, <laughs> was, was their stuff because of the massive decline in quality. Um, and that's saying something. I mean, you know, there, there's one thing to be Rob Liefeld and, and all the issues he's got. Um, but then to be a bad clone of Rob Liefeld. Wow. Yeah. I think, I think Marvel had dictated this style as house style though. I, um, I get I think that. People then, are trying to, to ape that style. Sure. Um, but then like later on, like, you know, Mark didn't go away at all. Mark Piquella was still around and, and same with Dan Panosian. Their style kind of stayed in that rut as far as I could see anyway. I mean, I can't say I've, followed their careers with with you know a lot but occasionally you know due to the 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 hatred of those (laughs) names when i see their stuff now i'm like oh yeah they're they're still bad yeah it's interesting (laughs) because um i don't know if you've got it in uh on comiXology in my paper copy um Mm. there's a marvel flashback pinup yes after letters page uh where we see uh wolverine puck and north star Having Jacobs yeah, in a bar. Shenanigans. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's there's stuff you can read into the pinup, which I don't want to spend too long on. But but in the background, there is a dartboard. And on the dartboard is a picture of Rob, which has a dart uh, in it. And so, very, Rob, yeah, very 90s Rob Bluefield hair as well. Yeah. 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 So I'm not sure if it's I hate you, Rob, or I love you, Rob. Um, it could be a bit of both. Um, I'm I'm not. I mean, he he worked. He did a lot of the image stuff, didn't he? Afterwards, uh, Mark Pacella. So I'm, I'm guessing. I'm guessing it's friendly joshing. Potentially, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. So back to the comic, and we won't make. So the format is: give me a synopsis. Oh, how much uh, did you know about Alpha Flight before I asked you on the podcast? Podcast. I forgot to ask uh, you that. Um, only kind of recently uh i mean i was aware it existed but never kind of bought it at the time um just wasn't i i, I honestly can't remember i can't remember whether it was just not stocked at my news agents where i tended to buy comics at the time or whether it just didn't appeal um when i got back into comics like after leaving uni and actually having disposable income i picked up like some of the John Byrne issues, like individual, you know, yeah. like back issues and Bill Mantlo stuff, only some of the Mantlo stuff. Um, and yeah, and enjoyed what I read, but you know, didn't feel any burning desire to kind of track it down. Yeah. Um, I'm quarter Canadian. So, you know, clearly that's my main qualification for being on this show. You're the most Canadian person we've had on so far. That's impressive. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's probably about it. I mean, yeah, the John Byrne stuff um, is great because 
you know, it's him writing and uh, doing the art for it. So, you know, he's fully allowed to, to do what he wants to do. Um, and I'd say probably I prefer his Alpha Flight stuff to his Fantastic Four stuff. I do too as well, yeah. An- another of his kind of runs that he was he was well known for and, you know, supposedly at the top of his game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, beyond that, I, I can take or leave Alpha Flight. Um, I had read this issue before. Yeah. Um, I, I, I got it somewhere. Uh, I couldn't be bothered to find it, so I actually spent the one pound forty nine getting it Sorry. off of Comicsology. That's right, you know. <laughs> You've yeah. got it now forever. That's, that's yes. an important thing. Or until Comicsology decide you can't have it anymore. That's um, worrying, but yes. <laughs> so uh, the next thing on the agenda would be what did you like and i think we've talked about that so and the next thing is what you didn't like so we might broaden that out to talk mm-hmm. about some of the themes um, yeah in the comic i suppose uh, it's related so what, what i liked was what they were trying to do yeah but what i didn't like was and and again i don't know i don't know who who to blame whether it, I, I should be blaming the writers and the artists or the editors who kind of went let's tackle this meaty story but let's find the worst writer and the worst artist to tackle, you know, what what is a sensitive issue and has never been tackled in mainstream comics. Yeah. Because, I mean, staying with Mark Pacella, the, the guy, you need an artist like, say, Kevin Maguire, um, who, who did a lot of the Justice League International, and he's mostly known for comedy stuff, but he can, you know, he can convey quite a few series of emotions, whereas I would, I would argue Mark Pacella's stuff can't. <laughs> you can't, yeah. they're either angry or they're angry with spit yes there's there's two emotions in this comic there's anger and there's staring into the distant sadness and those, those are the two emotions sure. that we 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 get yeah um so considering they're, they're trying to tackle like you know big big you know kind of uh topics that really mark pacella was the guy they went to yeah yeah so <laughs> i mean yeah uh and, i mean on just, every panel there's something there's an interesting choice that could be queried yes um, that's a very diplomatic way of putting it i mean oh i hang on let me try to find out what page it is there, there's one where again it's just a storytelling flaw and yeah page page seven right so it's the bit where he finds out that you know uh, the the baby's got aids and then the doctor who has no hair on top but plenty on the back <laughs> like a proper canadian yeah yes i mean yeah. i assume um says i'm sorry and then suddenly he disappears yeah <laughs> that's one of the few things i i am all right with because it's like north star is super fast so it's but like... knowing that but it's yeah. still like took me a while to kind of go. Oh, he didn't disappear. No, he's super. <laughs> the, the one bit I, I I'm kind of okay with, if yeah. I or like the bottom right of the frame is the next splash page where he's like prone over the incubator. Yeah, that's that's quite a nice image, and you can't see his face, so yeah. that that might help. Yeah, but then you've got Puck just looking hench <laughs> in the background. I mean, you know, yeah. stern and hench. Yes, but. Yeah, kind of ruined. When I was talking to Tony, uh, when we talked about uh, 22 on the previous episode of this, um, I mentioned that one of the things that Byrne does when he draws Alpha Flight is he makes sure that there's uh, 
each character has their own physique and is uh, proportional. Um, so you've yeah. got some characters yeah. who, if they're supposed to be small, are small, and some characters that are supposed to be thin are thin, and some characters, if they're supposed to be massive, are actually massive. And in yeah. this, all the characters are the exact same height, apart from Puck, who is drawn as if he were the same height as everybody, but yeah. smaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's probably most evident on that newspaper thing at the end where there's a photo of Alpha Fly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they are all the exact, I mean, not even a little bit. I mean, uh, you've got Sasquatch, okay, is slightly taller, but again, same physique. And then, yeah, Puck, but then all the others, so there's like five other members, identical height. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 and there's, there's, there's an issue where going back to, it was a good idea what they were trying to do, but, Okay, so they're trying to tackle AIDS and homosexuality in 22 pages. Yeah. And and you have Major Maple Leaf going, oh, you know, uh, the reason that, you know, everybody cares about the baby with AIDS is because, you know, it's it's uh, innocent, um, whereas my son was gay and therefore nobody gave a damn. But they're doing that in the comic <laughs> by yeah. by drawing attention, by tackling two major, you know, topics in 22 pages they are smashing those two things together yes. so it's kind of like hey it's our aids issue plus extra homosexuality yeah um and the reason why it's important to to cover homosexuality is because aids is also going on yeah uh, if we didn't have aids we wouldn't need to talk about homosexuality sure. <laughs> uh yeah i agree um yeah it, uh, it's 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 difficult i mean it, it's kind of like Yes, well done for trying, but you pretty much took every wrong turn that you guys could could think of. Yeah, um, Major Maple Leaf is such a bizarre character as well. So um, we see him fast forwarding through his memories, so until he gets the bit where his son's born, and then the next thing we see is he's literally about to murder a baby. Yeah, and then after he's had a massive fight in which they destroy a supermarket mm-hmm. which i only realized they destroyed a supermarket while flicking through and realizing that a lot of a time had been spent on packages of yep. food mm-hmm. but not much on the actual setting no, no uh, background although I, what i will say is probably one of my favorite panels ever is the coming out kirby crackle on um so after yeah turkey bites and the next panel has yeah. North Star uh, full Leafeld, but surrounded by Kirby Crackle, yeah. going, yeah. I am gay! So, <laughs> you know, uh, again, hats off to the team of Lord Bell and Pacella for, yeah. for deciding that was that was the way to kind of announce it officially. Yes, uh, that was good. Uh, also, uh, <laughs> a particular note um, is when, on the next page from that, and we have North Star smashing Maple Maple Leaf into the side of a uh, a chase movers truck. And it says, mm. you, next balloon, selfish, next balloon, son of a, blam sound effect. I yeah. really like that. Uh, I, I, that I nice like touch. the fact that, yes, yeah, I mean, you know, his mother was a blam. <laughs> and again, the flames, you know, so they've knocked over a truck and of course it's exploded. Um yeah. And again, you know, much like the fights we used to have back in university, you know, there's Major Maple Leaf, you know, choking a guy for not coming out. Yeah. And then um, North Star punches him so quickly that 
he has how many hands have you got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten hands. Yeah. All punching the same. And Major Maple Leaf, I would, he must be what at least seventy-five in this. Uh, what are we talking? Yeah. So it's fifty Easily. years since he went into hiding. Yeah. Um, since World War Two. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So he's punching a very old man in the face. Um. And then they have a little hug. Uh, yeah. In, in the flames of the destroyed. Multiple times. I mean, it's big on hugs. You got this one where, yeah, it's like from the front, and then to the end, it's almost recreating. Although it can't be recreating after was the movie Role Models, where they show how not to hug a child. <laughs> you know, so don't hug a child from behind. That is what Major Maple Leaf is doing to uh, North Star and the baby. Yeah. North Star also has a disappearing neck in in that final page. I mean that that was the, it was the nineties. I mean yeah. none of us had necks in the nineties. True, mine didn't grow until two thousand one. <laughs> really? Yeah. On the dot. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. Yeah, and you're right. There's uh one of my least favorite things about this, but as we're talking about uh craft is when North Star finds the baby and picks it up mm-hmm. and um, from the, it's from the way that he's holding it he can tell it's a baby girl no oh, um, wow <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's all on you Gareth I mean that, that's where your mind goes I mean I'm not telling that at all it's pretty horrendous <laughs> um, yeah so uh, if we briefly oh, talk oh. I'm so I'm really sorry, man, but I did actually find one thing I did quite another thing I quite liked. Yeah. Uh, so on page ten there is uh, Sasquatch merchandise, which yes, I thought was awesome. The little teddy bear. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's a nice uh, touch. I wonder whether that was Scott Lord Bell trying to you know open it out and you know trying to trying to you know catch on with the kids who who want their Sasquatch teddy bears. Yeah. Uh, Bill's hovering next to my head. Um, oh, Bill, hi, Bell. Bill. James says hi. He nods to you because that's obviously the best way to respond to someone. He was born for uh, me. just pointing out the Sasquatch teddy bear, Bill. What do you reckon? It's good. It's a good teddy bear. Oh, dear. Scott Lord Bell knew what he was talking about. Can I check, guys? Do you know, is Scott Lord Bell Canadian? I don't know. Honestly, don't. Because John Byrne was, right? Nope, John Byrne wasn't. John Byrne was, was born in... I, no, Chris, I got confused with Chris Claremont. I'm pretty sure he's American. I don't oh, think okay. he's Canadian. Um, I should have... This this should be something that I should know by the seventh episode <laughs> of my Alpha Flight podcast. But uh, And I'm pretty sure that in another episode I said that he was born in England and then moved to America. But that, I'm pretty sure that's actually Chris Claremont. That sounds um, like Chris, yeah. 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 So, uh, no. It, it, we, it, we've mentioned it in other podcasts where... Um, in order to make it as Canadian as possible, John Byrne seems to have gone through an encyclopedia entry about Canada mm-hmm. and then um, made stuff based on whatever he found in that encyclopedia entry. Could <laughs> um, be, could be. I know it's like they don't really, uh, North Star doesn't really have that French Canadian kind of thing going on anymore, which... No. Maybe they didn't want to confuse him with uh, Gambit, who of course was known to drop in some of the uh, Frenchisms as well, being a yeah. being an occasion. So yeah. Uh, and what's also if 
since we've come round to that, um, because Aurora in the burn run is the person that spoke the most like Gambit. Yeah. Uh, with her mushuries and priests and and all that. Um, and you'd think that in the episode where her twin brother uh, comes out, yeah. she might have at least one line in this comic. Is she in this issue? <laughs> she, she? I hadn't realised she was in it until I read the roll call, which is on the, oh, yeah. on the thing. So she's standing next to Winshear, whoever he is, um, uh, next to Guardian. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Who's the guy with uh, the so, mask? That's not Carnage, I'm guessing. That is Weapon Omega. Right. Who I'm guessing, I haven't read enough of the later run. But is he the wild he's a Canadian child experiment of something? Uh, he must be actually. Yeah, because like, wild yeah, child right. turns up earlier as a massive catch yeah. goodie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe it is. Um, I feel yeah. like we probably should have read more Alpha Flight before discussing this. That's one of the things that preys on my mind. An <laughs> entire <laughs> podcast having based on having read uh, forty issues of a hundred and thirty issue comic. Yeah, but you probably read the good ones, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this one. Yeah, I've made some shocking generalizations about um, people's Canadians. intentions based on having read one or two comics from a 40 issue run, so. It's the internet. I mean, isn't isn't that the internet anyway? Well, yeah, but because I've got such a friendly tone of voice, people know that I'm not being overly snarky, I'm just being stupid. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. I mean. As quarter Canadian, I think I should at least be a quarter offended that the the main World War Two superhero is called Major Maple Leaf, but dressed as a Mountie. I mean, that's that's as far as they went with the costume. Um, like, okay, Captain America, yeah, Namor, great, the Human Torch, brilliant. Ooh, okay, let's have a Canadian one. I just make him a Mountie. Yes, that that's particular. Uh, that's very lazy. What I do like about the, um, the first uh, page where we see him, uh, I've just noticed that this is called the Walking Wounded. Um, yeah. I'm not sure because the baby doesn't walk. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I they're, they're, homosexuals they're... can. I, I think we should point out that homosexuals can walk, but I'm not sure that makes them wounded. <laughs> no. Maybe no. it's emotionally wounded. Maybe, maybe ah. we've been too literal. Um, but because North Star and Major Maple Leaf, after destroying a supermarket and setting a van on fire, aren't wounded. So. No. Or oh, perhaps it's all the people that they've killed having this debate. <laughs> yeah. All the, all the shoppers in the out. supermarket, but, yeah. But it's okay because it's mostly straight people, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, as the, the first time we see Major Maple Leaf when he's running with Captain America and Namor and the Human mm. Torch. They're running on a globe, which I presume is of the Earth, with a great big swastika on it. Yeah. They're I mean, really goodies, because they're... It they're... does look like the start of Dad's Army, where they animate <laughs> swastikas <laughs> over the map. So, big fans of uh, Dad's Army, Scott LaBelle and Mark Pachella. Yeah. Like, that's probably in, in the script somewhere. Yeah. Um, Scott LaBelle wrote a very uh, a well-thought-out first page um which which asks Pacella to review old uh dad's army episodes and sort of come up with something as an homage to that and then yep. he just came out with this massive great big explosion on top of a globe yeah while also referencing uh watchmen so yes. 
I, I take it all back. I mean, Mark Pacella, I'm sorry. I clearly, I didn't know what you were going for uh, because I, I didn't pick up the Watchmen reference or the fact that Northstar appears to be looking straight up the baby's legs. So, yep. cool. Um, I, I, I take it all back. <laughs> uh, what else can we talk about here? Um, Mr. How they have it to, uh, is uh, the interesting uh, baddie of the month. Um, Mr. Hyde, yeah. Yeah. He, all, for all of two pages? Three, uh, three-ish. Technically three, but he's only in... Two of them. Two, yeah. Uh, and then he gets very easily defeated. Uh, literally... It's, it's a weird one. I mean, it's... Into it's, the ground yeah. by Sasquatch. I mean... It, it's very 90s. Nah. You know, like... How... <laughs> You know, it's like, okay, um, right, we want to tackle AIDS, we want to tackle homosexuality, um, okay, how are we going to do that? Uh, baby with AIDS, okay, how do they find a baby with AIDS? Well, they clearly have a big fight with Mr. High. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously. Um, I mean, if it was, if it was the early 2000s, Nick Fury would turn up, you know, in a shadow and then say, psst, I've got AIDS. <laughs> and, and, and that would, you know, lead on to Secret Invasion 2. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so Mr. Hyde gets um, pounded on the top of his head, which forces his body up to the shoulders into the pavement. Yeah, yeah. While while has Sasquatch, like, squatting over him? I mean, that's yeah. that's just unhygienic, because, I mean, Sasquatch doesn't wear pants, does he? No, he's just got a very furry loincloth. Oh, it's a loincloth. Oh, that's... I think that it's just strategically grown hair. Yeah, um, um, but so, yeah, Mr. Hyde would have at least broken some bones on the way into the ground there. I, I imagine so. I mean, that wasn't part of his power, was it? To was to shed bones. No. Mm. Um. Yeah. Um, so yeah. <laughs> What's next on your, your format, Gareth? Uh, no, it's fine. Um, <laughs> when we when me and Tony spoke about twenty two, we didn't. Um, Stick to the format whatsoever, I don't think. Oh, dear. Uh, and then I cut him off so quickly because I had to be in a teleconference <laughs> that I forgot <laughs> to let him say goodbye. Um, <laughs> um, what else? I don't know what else there is to talk about this. Um, I, I, I just, yeah. I mean, Scott Lord, Lord Bell is, as well, as a writer, I, I just... Why, why pick him? Why, why pick him? I mean, he, I know he was writing... Half of Marvel's stuff back in '92, yeah. and, and Fabian, whatever his name was, doing the other half. He would have been writing X Men when I started reading X Men. Right. So, so you came on board after like the Jim Lee, Chris Claremont stuff, then? Yeah. Weirdly, I came on as they left. So I started reading X Force um, <laughs> when it was uh, after Liefeld had left. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, and that's that was my introduction to. To superhero comics, and, um, and you stuck with it. So hey, yeah, that's weird, that's pretty much what, <laughs> that's pre- that's pretty much where I got out. Was was yeah. I mean, you had that that reboot. So you had like the Jim Lee, the Rob Liefelds, uh, Larry Stroman on X Factor with Peter David was amazing. Yeah. Um, and then oh yeah, whilst Potassio, I think is that how you say it? Whilst Potassio, oh, I hate his stuff. <laughs> 
But but the, the other three, I mean, you know, again, I was 12 years old. I was impressionable or younger even. Um, and it was just like, ooh, I mean, early Jim Lee stuff was amazing. I mean, he's clearly massively ripping off Akira. Was it, though? Because yes. I recently read X-Men 1. And that's a pretty terrible no, comic. Earlier than that, earlier than that. So go back to like okay. uh, Uncanny X Men when he was doing Extinction Agenda. Right. Yeah, I've heard good things about Extinction Agenda actually. So. You got know it. Wow. That's kind of that's that's where I started. Um, and I didn't know Akira at the time. And then a couple of years later, I watched Akira and was yeah. very confused because like that whole arc of the Extinction Agenda. Jim Lee is just ripping off like the designs and everything, but you know, doing it in a, a Jim Lee style. Um, and it was, yeah, it was very cinematic storytelling. Um, but yeah, no, fair enough. By the time they kind of rebooted it and you had, yeah, uh, X-Men one it. Yeah. Okay. But it was still better than what came out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I, I carried on reading comics consistently up until, uh, Spider-Man, the clone saga. Wow. And I lasted a lot of that. Um, wow. Yeah. And that, that also coincided with starting smoking. So nice. that, yeah. that, that, that quickly became my first love for, for a number of years. <laughs> um, so when did you get back into comics then? Probably f- maybe four years ago. It was when I started volunteering for LSCC. Oh, okay. Uh, that's when I properly got back into it and started going back to read all the 2000 AD stuff that was in my mum's loft so I started buying all the collections and then from there just sort of started picking up other comics as well and that's when I started making and selling comics so <sighs> no Bill you can't read Judge Red um... <laughs> <laughs> well he's he's eight so I mean that's the perfect age that's it's only he's only a year younger than when I started reading it and now yeah. I read it I'm like I don't think my mum knew what she was doing I think I think a lot of it went over our heads though as well uh, yeah, well, I, I just like I going regret, into school I and saying Slain. Do you remember Slain in two thousand? Yeah, Slain was hugely complicated and very feminist uh, when I when I was reading it. Uh, yeah, I was I was reading some of that and just going what? Yeah. Mm. Um, right. So why, so why why Alpha Flight though, Gareth? Why 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 a podcast about Alpha Flight? Because I picked it up uh, picked up the second collection in the works for a fiver. Mm. And enjoyed that enough that I got the third one and then realised I hadn't got any idea of what happened before that. And the, the first trade, if you look it up on Amazon, is that 90 quid to buy a second hand, um, which is ridiculous. But um, I persisted and after about six months of, of casually checking eBay, I found like, a Goodwill in the US that was selling it for a reasonable amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I read that, and then I just liked the fact that it was a uh, essentially a standalone. That first twenty-nine issues was a single. That's the burn run. run then. The, That's the, the burn first. run, yeah. Um, and then I just read some of the like uh, buying from the bins in Orbital Comics in London. Yeah. Um, just p- picking up odds and ends, and it was they were really weird comics with yeah. so yeah. much bizarre stuff going on. That's the um, Mantlo stuff, though, isn't it? When it goes really super odd. Really super weird, yeah. And it's I almost feel sorry for Amy that she was going to be the first <laughs> person who will be discussing the Mantlo run. And she's got no idea about Alpha Flight at all. She's, so she which, issue, which issue has she got? She's reading 45, where 
Sasquatch um, comes back from the dead. A raw, uh, the the um, pestilence comes back as the great beast who Sasquatch was. Um, what else goes on there? Oh, Box gets his legs. Uh, human Box. Oh, uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. It is, there's so much there to try and explain to Amy. Um, <laughs> sorry, I've just been passed a note. Can we play Disney Infinity once we get back? <laughs> oh, you got my note then. <laughs> yeah, thanks, James. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, th- I was just like, eat your sandwich, be quiet. <laughs> That's good parenting, Gareth. Good parenting. I know. <laughs> um, right, so let's bring it back to uh, Alpha Flight 106. Is there anything else that you'd like to talk about? I- I'll just briefly mention the cover. Okay. Which is just a screaming North Star. I thought I thought I thought Mark Pacella forgot to draw in a microphone because it looked like he was at least singing some Bon Jovi there. We've had some comments on Twitter mm-hmm. that maybe something else should have been drawn in. Oh, uh, I yeah. wasn't uh, there. I, I'm too highbrow. Rude, rude people. Mm. Um, it's it's just a, for a landmark issue. It's such a non-cover. Just no, just for comics, it's such a yeah. non-cover. I mean. I, 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 off the top of my head, I can't think of any other covers which is just a close-up of the main character screaming. No, I yeah, I can't either. Um, and I guess it's because faces by themselves are quite fun to draw. Yeah, and quite and quite quick to draw. Um, he has a problem in the actual internal page of the comic, drawing a face on top of a body. Mm. Um, but it was the nineties. So that's, that's just what again. That's what we all looked like in the nineties. Yeah. From all the roids. <laughs> um. But yeah, as I say, each panel has has its own problem. <laughs> <laughs> um. Right. It's, was there anything else that you wanted to to discuss at all? I I no. I think I've ranted. I I think I've got it all out of my system. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even down to, so I'm just flicking you through for things to moan about. Um, on page. On what page happened 50, to you, like, not bashing another artist's craft? That's, no, that's, is it? I know, and I'm aware of it. But, uh, on, it's, it's my page 15, so it's not going to correspond to yours because I've got adverts in this. Okay. But, um, when North Star grabs Maple, H, Maple Leaf and flies him out of the hospital window with a. Uh! With a uh, That's the one. Yeah. Um, I don't know for sure what. Um, are they in Vancouver? Uh, sure. Toronto. Vancouver. Toronto, probably, because it's got okay. the the space needle. Okay. Uh, um, and then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven other buildings, and and that's the that's the skyline. That's that's every building in Toronto, apparently. Well, again, I mean, for the 90s, that is quite the detailed background. Yeah, I know. I mean... <laughs> it's, how I, it's how I draw it. I'd, I'd, I'd do that shortcut, but that's because I'm lazy and not a professional artist. I mean, let's face it. I mean, Jack Kirby probably would have actually just got a picture and, you know, put it under and, you know, done some zip tone on it. And it would well, be fine. yeah, when in the burn run, um, he will photocopy a photo and 
leave it as black and white and then let the colorist go over the top of it but at least it's oh, the it's... actual city and it's a shortcut is it, and it's it's quite common um i've been reading a lot of spectacular spider-man and Sal shema does it as well um but yeah it's just one of those things right so <laughs> uh we'll just leave again it there, I, I think, I, I, I think... Let, let, one more, one more. Then just, just going back to yeah, the the bit where the the, the infamous panel where North Star comes out. Yeah. I mean that is the panel. It's it's full Liefeld, isn't it? I mean there's one foot completely disappeared. <laughs> one foot. The, the other one knows. Amazing Kirby crackle background there. Yeah. Um, and that's the one where you know we get the I am gay. Yes. So, you know. Thank you, 1992 Marvel. Uh, <laughs> and I think that Kirby Crackle, I think that was put in by the colorist. I think that was, uh, I don't think I yeah. or the Inca went anywhere near that. You're right. Uh, you're absolutely right. So so the the initial idea then was literally just to have that little diagonal line, and that's the background. Yeah. And the colorist went, I've got to salvage this somehow. I've got to do something here. <laughs> so... Uh, I've got a marker pen. It's the 90s. We haven't seen Kirby crackle for about 30 <laughs> years. <laughs> so we've got uh, Bob Sharon to, to thank for the Kirby crackle. Yes. Thank you, Bob Sharon, for saving this comic. <laughs> really? I mean, you know, saving. Yeah. I mean, later on, there's a beautiful, uh, the bit where they're, they're hugging the wrong way. Uh, there's that lovely uh, coloured grade. as a rather gradient going down. That's, that's quite yeah. special. Wow. Yeah. He probably spent a lot, a lot of time on that. Yeah, you know, in a coral draw. <laughs> oh, I miss coral draw. <laughs> um, I just, I, I, sorry, I just something else I've noticed as I've been flicking through this. The hospital that no, no, I'm I'm, I'm confused. Obviously, this is um, Alpha Flight headquarters is like it's a weird shape. I got confused. I thought that was the they smash a few buildings, isn't it? There's, there's like, so they smash out of the hospital into yes. Avon. What's happening here? In Coibler, he is turning in midair. I can't even tell what that. What, what is that panel? I think it's an Avon. I think it's Avon. An Avon. Is a, is Billboard, a build? I'm guessing. Oh, oh okay. Which, Which is, is very up. high up on that building. Yeah. And then, so they go into that building go through that building start fighting on the roof yeah and then there's a window somewhere yeah, is that the window they probably broke window but they start out outside so they broke it through another window yeah uh, so he throws them down and then they smash through the roof of a supermarket no wait i think when they when they smash into the avon sign and it says sprazed y- yes i think they must fall down that's not a sound you can get away with nowadays <laughs> no they fall down onto the roof of another building. Okay. Then have a fight. I still, I'm not sure how he manages to punch him out of a window when they start off outside. Yeah. Bob Sharon's letting us down here. The colouring, you know, you can't can salvage that. Although lovely sunset, I, I would say, when maybe Wild Later on, yeah. maybe Guardian are, are talking. But again, they yes. all look similar, so who can tell? Oh, no, it, it's Heather and, and Wild Child. Um, are we sure now I think so oh but sorry one thing that they do touch upon on this page only is that um, capitalism's bad yeah so um, three, three major topics that yeah. they try to tackle 
in one issue. Well, they don't really tackle it here. They just mention it and then stare off into the sunset while they think about it. Yeah. And that's still here today. I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's why whoever the editor was and at the time, uh, Tom DeFalco went, I've got just the guys, I've got just the guys to handle this. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I think you've got to end it right there, just on that sigh, and then boom. I think that's it, isn't it? Into the theme tune. <laughs> well, I might, I might go back through the episode and um, do some sort of uh, smash edit of all my sighs. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <sighs> I feel, oh, I feel. God. I'm just looking at the comic and like, why have it? So there's a scene where. After the, the baby is uh, very unwell, but they're all stood around it in a room where that's the only thing in the room, an incubator on a plinth. But it's not, not got any uh, computers or other other equipment on it. It's just a case with some air holes in an empty room. I mean, again, Gareth, you're holding... You know, like 1990 medicine to 21st century standards. I mean, I'm fairly <laughs> sure monitor computers were only invented in 2017. So you're you're right. I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, but based on the shadows in that room, they did do a good job of polishing the floor. It's very shiny. Very shiny floor. Shiny. Yeah. <sighs> right. I feel this might be the snarkiest episode yet. I haven't li- listened to all of them. Oh no, it is. It definitely is. It is. Um, because this is the first non-burn one we talked about, uh, and it right. is easily the worst issue of Alpha Flight we've talked about. Um, and as I say, I don't like. Uh, <laughs> I don't like to be negative, but um, and yeah, this is just a car crash of a comic. Right. So. Thank you, James, for joining me on this episode of Alpha Pod Flight. If people would like to find you on the internet or elsewhere, where could they do that? I'm on most social media. Uh, so if you kind of type in whatever, I don't know, YouTube.com or Facebook.com, blah, 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 slash Mad Science Films, or as one word, you will probably find me on there. Excellent stuff. Uh, and if anybody would like to find me after this um, I am <laughs> Gareth A. Hopkins. I am on the internet as either Gareth A. Hopkins. The A stands for Aaron Sorkin. Apologetic. Um, and <laughs> Bill's telling me it's not. <laughs> God. Uh, a G-R-T-H-I-N-K, which is pronounced Gerthink, and that is wh- who I am everywhere on the internet. Um, you can buy my comics. Yeah. You can read my hilarious tweets. That's short for Great Hink. That's the his, one, yeah. His, his hinkiness is, is... Is very great. Very, very great. Great Hink. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. I'm going to go. Bill is desperate to ask me a question, I presume, about ninjas. Enjoy, enjoy Sorry, Black Sorry, come close to the microphone, Bill, and tell me what you want to tell me. So... <laughs> found a meme of a sloth in an astronaut suit and something above it saying pizza could be infinite and then because I, and that's weird because I searched monkeys farting and after <laughs> that I found a scientist farting fire <laughs> 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 oh
Oh god. <laughs> uh, I think that's a perfect time to leave Please this podcast. Please keep that in, Gareth. Please keep that in. I definitely will. Um, <laughs> thank you, everybody, for listening to this. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I again on another For some reason, the uh, the coasters that they're using have M A D on. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's explicitly. I've just been informed, and this is probably pertinent um, by Bill, that those mm-hmm. are the initials of one of the boys from his class. I think that's, that's probably yeah. a link. Yeah, that must be. Yeah. Sorry, Bill. <laughs> Um, something about so he can't obviously hear you he can only see me that's he's, probably he's been reading over my shoulder uh-huh. he's now twerking at me because he's bored oh really it's not inspired often... by Mr Hyde oh sorry he's just announced that his his hobby is twerking oh it's good to have a hobby he's really trying bless him but he's so white <laughs> <laughs> oh I look forward to hearing this in the episode again <laughs> um with like loads of mobsters right and mobsters with mobsters bill don't don't worry about it <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> you mean monsters no i don't Lost. um he means and um i'm sorry bill has just googled the word mobster <laughs> he's like oh that's what you meant oh that's that's not fair on bill i'd say only about a quarter Oh, good. So, Bill, Bill, sorry, Bill just let me know. He's he followed a link about mobsters to ninjas. Okay. He wanted me to know that, and um, just <laughs> just so that uh, some listener uh, context, as we've been recording this podcast, I have written a note to Bill telling him to put some socks on, and he has replied with, "Can we play Disney Infinity once we get back? What do you want for your birthday?" And how long until we leave? <laughs> Do you want to say hello to James? Hi. Hello, David Schwimmer. <laughs> I'm not David Schwimmer. <laughs>